0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode in the Seed podcast series. For this episode, we're joined by Peter Kahn, who is Professor of Digital Education in Seed and also the school's digital chair. And I'm Johnny Crook, a learning technologist in humanities, providing e learning support across Seed. Hello, Peter. Thank you for joining us. How, Hello, how are you? Johnny.
1: I'm very well. Thank you. Yes.
0: Good. So I think we're going to focus this podcast on and talk about working together with colleagues to support innovation and excellence in teaching and learning. But before that, should we start uh, with you giving a brief background to your role in the school? And I know you've recently joined the university, so maybe you can just talk about um, kind of where you've come from and kind of joining uh, the University of Manchester.
1: Yes, yes. So I joined the university in November as a chair in digital education. Um, You have digital motorways, don't you, Um, and digital chair. It's not quite the same driving along a physical stretch of road, is it, Um, as opposed to a digital motorway. Um, But my my role is is covering education in the broadest sense, as as well as a more digital focus. Um, The role is partly designed to help stimulate innovation in digital education across the school, but also to work with colleagues in whatever way seems good to support the quality of teaching and learning and the student experience in the school. So it's, it's a fairly open brief. Um, so that, that's that's the brief I've come into. Um, I was previously at Liverpool University um, where I was working for the last 11 years on an online doctorate in higher education studies. So I was running a large scale online doctorate in higher education studies and director of a small centre in higher education studies. And before that, I was at the University of Manchester for seven years, so I in a previous that. incarnation. Um, i spent seven years in a central role and in that role i set up a postgraduate certificate in teaching and learning and higher education that lasted a little a little time um over the time of the merger and i was also involved in things like inquiry-based learning in, in generating innovation in that area that does seem like a long time ago now though 15 yeah. years ago that I, I was last here
0: oh wow wow well i i worked at the university for um 13 years now and so yeah i suppose you were you left before i started yeah, so it's been a, yeah, quite a while for me uh, now. So good to have you back uh, in Manchester, I guess. Um, so you're based in MIE, aren't you, in uh, uh, education? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, working with, together with colleagues. Other ways that colleagues from across the school can work more closely together um on teaching, you know, alongside each other. Do you have any ideas on how we can kind of work towards that?
1: I mean, I think it is essential that that it's seen as a collaborative activity that one works together with others in order to move teaching ahead in a school. I remember 20 years ago I edited a book called A Guide to Staff and Educational Development. And one of the insights from editing that book 20 years ago was just the importance of collaboration. If you want things to change, you can't expect people to just on their own. It's important to find ways to work together. So I I certainly highly value this kind of collaborative way of working. Um, So I think that there are lots of ways. Um, It partly depends on on what people want to run with. Um, So I'm I'm certainly keen to to discuss with various people, come and talk to me, come into my office, set up a a Teams meeting, and it'd be nice to, to find ways forward. One immediate initiative that we've got going on is timed with the flexible learning program
0: because mm-hmm. the university yeah. has
1: announced a series of flexible learning pilots
0: that's right yeah i'm yeah,
1: closely yeah. involved with mandy um and with youp in the yeah. school in, in looking at what we can do to support colleagues and put projects together for those pilot um, proposals yes yeah. yeah and it's important that we don't just do things on our own an isolated colleague putting a proposal in but finding ways to work with other colleagues as an integral part of, of that sort of activity so that's, that's the first key one. Yeah. And we're also looking at the possibility of a, more of a collective in Sulk in the School for um, Arts, Languages and Cultures, they have yeah. a teaching innovation collective. Mm-hmm. We've been discussing the possibility of doing something not necessarily the same, but something similar, whether it's more informal or more action learning focused as a way of bringing people together. Mm-hmm. I know another colleague was saying that new staff can feel isolated when they've just you know, moved into the university because with the increase in remote working, it's harder um, yeah. to get people to come together. I'm mean, i I'm giving this podcast from yeah. my home rather than from my work building, um, so rather than being on on, on, on the doorstep in, in, on campus. Um, so people do have flexibility to work in different places. Yes. Yeah, sure. But it does mean that we need to be more intentional in, in finding ways to come together uh, if we want to develop the infrastructure of, of excellence and support in, in teaching and learning. Um, so th- those are a few things. I mean, funding does make a big difference. Yeah. I mean, in order to get things to have happen. So when I was in the university from 2000 to 2007, I was closely involved in securing funds for inquiry based learning. And that certainly made a big difference to many people's experience of, of teaching excellence across the university. So I'm certainly attuned to the importance of funds like the Flexible Learning Programme in, in drawing people together.
0: OK. OK. And um, so in terms of like sharing innovation, it's also like talking about like practical sharing of uh, how people are using Uh, different technology and approaches and tools and kind of um, course unit design is that is that one kind of aspect
1: yes um and i just pick up on on, on course unit design yeah um because i mean it's one thing i've seen that's worked quite valuably across the sector and that many institutions use curriculum design frameworks or learning design frameworks. Mm -hmm. You may have heard of the ABC model, for instance, of learning design. And it's used in other parts of the university and in different places as well. I'm sure some colleagues have used it in the school, but finding ways to support people in a structured manner. Can can make a big difference, I and mean, you can build in the digital side more strongly into a model like ABC. Because yeah. ABC is 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 based on you know some some work that Diana Lorillard did, and she's well known for her education technology as as an area of expertise. And it's built in view, viewing and reviewing how digital technologies fit into one's educational offer to students is an important part of that model. So to finding ways to, to to offer a more structured um, way of, of engaging with each other. And many of these kinds of processes also bring people together as an integral part of curriculum design, Mm -hmm. rather than expecting someone to go off on a corner on their own and design their own course unit, and that's it, or their own programme even. Um, But having process elements that that help bring people together as an integral part of of programme design. and We have that with size and shape, and there is certainly a design process as as part of size and shape. So that doesn't cover all of the curriculum design work that's going on at school by any means, does it? Yeah.
0: And just to mention within our own e-learning team, we now have three um, dedicated uh, colleagues who are learning designers. There's Helen Perkins, Charlotte Warden, and Alistair Weber. Um, And so, yeah, their role is to work with um, academics in programme development and looking at learning design and for kind of new uh, units
1: great yeah, yes so so working with those kinds of colleagues is an important part of mm-hmm. you know the of, of social way of working in the school so it's, it's great to have staff in the school who have got who've got that kind of role and that kind of capacity um, to, to work on on, on course yeah. design work and um, um, so forward to
0: that okay okay and um, and what about the role that students themselves can play in in their learning rather than seeing working together something that's just limited to to staff how do you think students could be involved?
1: Student involvement, student engagement, student partnership, they're, they're all essential, aren't they, for, for students to be on board with what they're learning. Um, I know student satisfaction is is one concern in the school at the moment. Um, but but I think finding ways to take responsibility on the part of students is an important part of, of what it means to educate. Um, I certainly see... Um, Education is is quite closely being involved in helping students develop greater capacity for agency in in their own lives and their own work. But it links into some of my own research. For instance, I'm working on a research paper at the moment um, which looks at how to develop students' capacity to um, work with others and to take forward new initiatives and agency in conjunction with others in a way that challenges the status quo and might help address global challenges. Yeah. like you know, the sustainable environment as, as, a, as a major challenge or issues of equity
0: yeah sure yeah um,
1: so th- those are those are quite things and I think giving students the agency in their in their studies is an important part of that yeah, yeah. together as well not just on their own um, and finding ways to to work with assessment for instance I think would be quite important the students take responsibility in how they shape their assessment how yeah. they respond yeah. to a task rather than just responding in the obvious way they they they, they should be encouraged to find ways um, to, re- to respond to assessment tasks they're given in, in ways that engage quite fully uh, with their education.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah, sure. That's great. And I was just wondering about the other digital chairs in the other schools. Uh, are you working closely with with them at the moment? I know in Salk they have Mireille, um, don't they, who is the digital chair in, in uh, for Salk.
1: Yes, that's right. Marae's been appointed in Salk. And we also have another digital chair, um, Sarah Dyer, in.
0: Oh, that's right, right. so we've got yep,
1: two yep. in seed right so I'm, I'm told that, that that one measure of success for my role will be if the other schools that haven't appointed digital chairs want to appoint one or are clambering over, over over the over the furniture in order to appoint yeah. other the digital chairs so so we'll have to have some, some some good things coming out from our roles and then then, then the other schools may go ahead and appoint in, in due course
0: yeah okay. yeah
1: so so Maraid and Sarah and I will be talking I've talked both to both Sarah and Mairead already And it's great to see what what, what they're both planning and and, and thinking about. And it's been great to see that in the early days that I've just started now.
0: Yeah. And um, so just going back to talking about um, students in in the school and being a part of this process, any way we can kind of measure the the impact that this is going to have and and how educators in the school can draw students into all, all of this kind of process? In a you know more more fully
1: um well, i think one thing is certainly connect connecting with 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 students sort of ultimate interests or fundamental concerns things that matter yeah. to them yeah um so employability is certainly a major concern for students, being able to get work, yeah. good quality work afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, the environment, do we, doing education in a way that enables students to take forward actions in their own lives and in relation to their own studies. Yeah. So I think connecting with student interest is, for me, a, is, is a fundamental aspect of, yeah. of working with students in the school. But the process does matter, and, yeah. and engaging with the processes we have for our students is, is an important part of life in the school. And I'll yeah. certainly be looking to see if we can find ways to extend those. Yeah. and if there are in, you know ideas that colleagues have i'd be great great to talk to you about about those yeah uh, we have various processes in place already so you know it'd be fascinating to see what other ways there are to, you know to, to bring students in certainly with the pilot projects yeah. flexible learning programs, students are encouraged to to be involved in those mm-hmm. uh, and it would be good you know to build on build on things that are going on Yeah,
0: yeah uh, i'm just wondering about sharing and working together and kind of sharing and um innovation and excellence in teaching and learning but not just in our faculty but across the faculties is that are we just kind of looking at um doing that within our own faculty and across the our own schools at the moment because um i i know for my my own work um we're doing a lot of work at the moment in uh, extended reality uh, looking at new technologies we can use um for teaching and learning and we started to kind of work with um other staff members who are interested in the same subject but in different uh, faculties do you think that's what you might be kind of involved in or are you just um going to focus on our own faculty at the moment
1: well the immediate priority is steed it's the yeah. school um but i mean in, you're engaging with salk you know with yeah. the colleagues yeah. there and the um, um yeah. and the flexible learning program is, is across the whole institution yeah now, i know manchester university is, is a vast institution and it's hard to do things across the whole institution sometimes because there are so many staff and so many students yeah. involved. Yeah so, yeah. so finding ways forward where you've got a reason to engage with someone else is, is often what, what, what's needed. So so augmented reality, extended reality. Yeah. It's, it's great to have reasons to engage with different colleagues. And generative yeah. AI I think will be another one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
1: So uses of generative AI, I mean, for me, I find that even more exciting than extended reality in terms of possibilities of the way yeah. it might transform education yeah my my original doctorate my phd is actually in neural networks and um, I, I got that 30 years ago and moved yeah. into educational research shortly afterwards immediately afterwards in fact after my doctorate um and it's it's taken some time for some of these things to, to hit into education but it's, it's great to see the interest and the buzz that's coming out around generative ai now and there are lots of things we can do with our students to help um, develop the way they take responsibility For their education uh, rather than necessarily to see it primarily as an issue of student integrity and catching students cheating for instance there are lots of things because professions will be using are using generative ai already as an integral part of professional practice and it's important that our students are at the forefront of of that kind of activity and ready to engage when they're going to put their professional lives
0: yeah yeah okay oh oh, great uh okay so um what the kind of key takeaway you want people um have from listening to this podcast what what do you what do you think you want to emphasize uh, for for staff
1: education doesn't have to be the way it is now Um, i mean i think innovation is for me an important focus and 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 finding ways to stay refreshed to stay energized yeah an important part of sustaining a career for the longer term as an educator in university Um, doesn't mean wholesale change every year But I think it's important that we find ways to stay fresh, to stay engaged, to join the colleagues, to swap ideas, to update things, to make use of new digital tools when they're available, to help our students engage with with the way the world is, the digital infrastructure, and and to do that together, Um, because technology can be isolating, and we need to find ways... Um, to come together alongside use of digital tools to make to make sure that 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 doesn't happen that's certainly a key capacity for our students to be able to work with other people in their future professional lives to make a difference for people around them because the school is certainly centered quite heavily on on students on staff making an impact in the lives of others the different disciplines in the school are are all about that that's why i went into education uh, after after my doctorate rather than moving in, in into um into the city or i had an offer for accountancy work and yeah. i decided that i wanted to be an educator Right. right. It, in order to make an impact in order to make a difference and it certainly has sustained me in my career over over the years and yeah. it, does, it does make a difference
0: and i guess technology is evolving all the time it's it's you know it's constantly new and uh, there's new innovations in kind of teaching and learning so i guess it's in students and staff interest to keep you know, on on top of what's related uh, de- to developments and what's going on. If staff can improve their digital skills and students can leave university, you know, with a good wealth of digital skills um, and hopefully you go on into using those and applying those in employment or further ed- education. Yes. Yeah. Great. So thank you
1: very much for the discussion, Johnny. It's been great to talk to you and it's, it's great to join the school at this time and, and to be involved in what's going on.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Peter. Thanks for joining us. You can find out more about this topic and so much more by visiting our humanities pages, which includes our best practice resources and is full of information from the e-learning team in humanities. There's a link to this from the notes section of the podcast where you can also subscribe to the podcast and you'll automatically get the latest episode on release from wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, if you like this episode, tell other people about us or if you have any ideas of things we should be covering, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. See you next time and stay safe.